Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, this is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. So hello on November 3rd, 2020, Election Day. Election Day. We need like some special sound or something like... Do, 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 do. I don't. Yeah, that, that's not the sound I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> You're um. Yeah. So this is episode sixteen. No, seventeen. I'm sorry. Seventeen. Seventeen. We did yes. episode sixteen before. Before seventeen. Before 17 that's how that works. That's, yeah. Usually. People are going to start wondering if you're really a numbers guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> That would so, make me question your abilities. Uh, so if you're, this is your first time listening, this, I'm is, sorry. this is not how it normally goes. Okay, yes, yes it, it is. is. <laughs> this is we are. Yeah. So sit back, enjoy. I'm sure you're watching the news or something where they're counting ballots and wondering about... The hey, numbers are rolling in and you're either freaking out or you're happy. Or both. Freaking happy? <laughs> Something like that. All right, let's maybe, go with that. Maybe you're wondering if they're going to start counting hanging chads or something. Uh, I don't know. That was a reference from the 2000 election. Oh. You, you were too young. You I was going to say, I was still yeah, in high we're, school. We're, but anyway, okay. so. <laughs> today is. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about. The 2020 election year forecast. Yes, yeah, so we're going to give our thoughts on the market's during this election year since it's election day. Yes. So I'm Nelson Negron, president and wealth management advisor of Provident Oak Financial. And I'm Rihanna Negron, Re, and I am the COO and the client relationship manager at Provident Oak Financial. The most amazing wife in the entire world, I must, I might, I might add. You're only saying that because you want a new gun. I watched you drooling. I saw it. Well, I need a new gun. Because you can't find ammo? Well, that's, you don't need have ammo to have a gun you just buy a gun and hit people with it sure why not (laughs) so all right so we you know this is the noise reduction podcast Mm -hmm. and we want to help you determine what is actually useful (laughs) are you sure (laughs) and filter out the noise filter through the noise i think we're the noise yeah or maybe we're just making noise i don't know possibly yes All right, so now that you messed me all up, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to start all over. Nope. Hello, it is November. No. 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 Okay. So we're gonna look at the three most likely election outcome scenarios. That's yes. Yes. And so you know, some of this information was uh, we got from our great friends at Crossmark Global Investments, uh, located here in Houston, Texas. They are awesome. Hello, Crossmark. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And they did a red and blue perspective that we're pulling some information from. So thank you. Yeah. All right. So, so what are the three outcomes that people can, you know, basically say, yep, one of these three things are going to happen today? So number one is the status quo. Quo? Quo. <laughs> can we redo that? <laughs> Shaking his head. <laughs> Greg, I need a do-over. Yes, yes. <laughs> Please, Greg. So the first one we have is the status quo. With a Q. With a Q. And Q. it's harder to say than you think. Yeah, we, we just had to, you know, re-say that like 20 times. That was like take 352. Yeah. But anyways, status quo. With a Q. With a Q. Q-U-O. 
Quo. 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 And that would be with a Trump victory, split Congress, and a slight positive move in the markets. So that's yep. number one. Yep. Number two is a Democratic sweep. That would be a Biden victory, congressional sweep, and a slight downside to the market. Or option three is the combination scenario, and that's a Biden victory with split Congress and a flat market. So no matter what, one of those three options, regardless of how today turns out. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. And by the time you're listening to this, maybe one of these scenarios have already turned out. I guess that's true. And either you're really, really happy. Or what did you say earlier? (laughs) (laughs) You're either... You're either happy, freaking out, or you're freaking happy. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's one of those it. three scenarios. I feel like that's a good one. <laughs> so yeah, you could you know you could take one, two, three, and put happy, freaking out, or freaking happy, freaking happy on one, two, or three. I yeah. guess depending on where which, you which, stand. Which, which one you stand? Yeah. Hmm. So if you haven't figured this out by now, we're not taking sides on who wins. No. Today, this is completely non-biased. Non-biased. Yes. Fact. Filled. Yes. Something like that. Okay. Yes. All righty. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, what, what, what's interesting and one thing that, you know, um, you know, Crossmart and uh, Victoria Fernandez, the CFA, at, uh, or sorry, Victoria Fernandez, the, the uh, chief marketing strategist at uh, Crossmart uh, talks about uh, in this uh, perspectives letter that she put out is what has happened during an election year. Um, what has happened one year out from an election year, two years out from an election year, and three years out from an election year. And, and she sources uh, the Schwab Center for Financial Research to get this information. And so, um, you know, it, what, we, what, we, what we've seen over time, um, historically speaking, in the markets is that on election years, the average return is about 7.1% percent on the positive all right so you know we kind of look at this year and we may think that this year is crazy and and you know it's funny because i I, i'll ask people that we're you know that we're sitting with and talking to and saying okay if i were to tell you or if i were to ask you are the mark you know is the s&p 500 or whatever index you want to look at is it up or down this year and nine times out of ten the person sitting across the desk from me will say, oh, the markets are down. And so then I pull up, you know, I'll pull up Market Watch or whatever to show them. And the markets are actually up. And uh, now, granted, uh, by the time you're reading this, that <laughs> that may have <laughs> may have all changed. But uh, on average, uh, a 7.1% positive return has, has occurred. And, and so, you know, one thing to look at is, is that, you know, yeah, we have COVID. Um, it's a crazy election year. It's probably, you know, well, since 2016, <laughs> it's probably the craziest election we've, you know, we, you know, we've experienced in, in recent history. Um, and, but there's always something. There's always something going on. There's always a reason um, to, to freak out or be happy. <laughs> <laughs> or be freaking happy. Or be freaking happy. <laughs> And uh, so, there, you know, but on average and in, historically speaking, it's been positive uh, during those years. Uh, and then we go one year out. OK, well, today's November 3rd. So what November 3rd of 2021, 
what have mark what are markets going to look like well obviously we don't know but we can look at history and so if we go a year out um schwab says that the average return a year out is just a, a little bit under six percent on the positive side and now keep in mind here we're not talking about a republican president we're not talking about a democratic president we're not talking about you know a republican congress or you know a blue wave or red we're not talking about any of that we're not talking about anything political here we're strictly talking about the fact that an election year happened we had an election we had a winner and then a year later on average we've seen a six percent positive return okay so then, okay, well, what about two years out? Oh, two years out, it has to be different. I mean, there's different policies, different presidents, different uh, different parties, you know, all, all, all of that political stuff out there, right? You know, and, and those, are, those affect markets in different ways traditionally, right? Okay. Well, and if you listen to our episode 16, which we recorded before 17, like we said at the beginning. You're so good with numbers. Yes, I got it right. So glad you do yeah. what you do. Okay. <laughs> All right, stop. <laughs> um, then, uh, you know, we, we talked about in episode 16 that there have been seven Democratic presidents and seven um, Republican presidents since FDR. Okay, and, and, and uh, what has happened with the markets there. So you would think, oh, well, two years out, presidents have, has had a time or a chance implement their policies maybe they have congress on their side whatever the case may be uh, or no it's totally opposite we uh, so whatever in whatever side of the aisle you fall on um, you think that the other side may be evil okay well as it turns out the average return is about four and a half percent on the positive side two years out okay three years out and you're thinking oh okay well they're off to the races doing whatever they do um, putting whatever it is in place, and it's been going for a while, so it's either failed or it's been successful, um, and now they're running for re-election, potentially. Uh, well, we've had the largest average during that time frame of just under 14%. So, and again, this is having all different types of uh, presidents, all different types of senates and houses, and you know, mixed uh, uh, party parties between the, the different um, uh, branches of government. So, uh, you know, when we look at this, we can say, oh, okay. You know, on average, we've seen positive returns moving forward uh, during the year of an election. And, and, and one, two, three years out. And then, of course, people are going to say, yeah, but there's exceptions. What were the exceptions? Okay. So if we go back, and, and uh, Bloomberg actually put this out. Uh, so since the 20s, all right, there have only been uh, returns of, of on the negative side uh, that have been recorded only six times. You know, and, and only four of those times were associated with uh, what we would call a market shock. So a, 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 a large, a larger than normal um, pullback in, in the market. So one was the Great Depression. Go figure. Yeah. All right. And that was back 1932. Um, and the market was was down 14.78 percent, which I mean, 
I don't know about you, but when I hear the word Great Depression, I kind of expect a little bit larger. Number, yeah, I was right? actually surprised by that number. Okay. 1940 was World War II. All right. Um, 15, a negative of 15.09%. All right. Um, the year 2000 uh, was the tech bubble. Mm. Um, and that was down 10.14%. Um, and then uh, 2008, which was which is considered to be the largest financial crisis that we've had in, in our country's history, um, that was down 38.49%. So you've had four, four times of these numbers, but all the other times we've seen uh, very good returns uh, over over a one, two, three year time frame. Um, so yeah, um, you know, if you're watching this and you're looking at the numbers and the polls and all that stuff coming in, you know, hopefully you can take this information and, and say, and, and you're thinking about, oh, should I be getting ready to sell everything or buy more or whatever? Um, you know, I think this is probably these numbers here just on their own, um, are enough to tell you, you know, don't make any knee jerk decisions based on who wins today. In case you've never heard us say it, long-term investing, long-term planning. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your plan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're going to say it again. And if, if this is your 17th time listening to us, you've probably heard us say that like 1700 times at least probably. I would, I would say so. Yes. And it's because it's, you know, it works. It's proven true by study after study after study. So it's not like it's just us saying it. Exactly. Um, so, you know, what, what, what is also interesting is, and now that we're here on the, you know, the day of the election, um, but even three months leading up to the election, you know, it's got to be different, right? Because... Um, we don't know who's going to be the next president or we don't know if this president's going to be reelected or, or, you know, we don't know which policies are, are coming in. And the media is is talking about these policies that this president or this candidate has and um, the policies that this other candidate has. Um, and you have the primary elections. And, and so that has to uh, be hard, uh, a hard time to invest uh, you know, let's say in the S&P 500, for instance. Um, and actually, historically speaking, um, again, this is from uh, from Bloomberg, uh, that the majority of the time, the, the three months leading up to the election, the S&P 500 has been positive. Um, and when that happens, 87% um, of the time, the, uh, the incumbent, is reelected. Hmm. So um, you're probably sitting there today and you've probably been watching the news and seeing all the polls and, and seeing, okay, well, you know, let's say, you know, Trump is behind in every single poll and um, that's, that's been done. Um, but historically speaking, based on, 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 on numbers and, and what, uh, what the research shows, uh, especially that's been put out by, by Bloomberg, is that 87% of the time when the market is positive for the year, three months bef uh, leading up to the election, um, then then uh, the incumbent is reelected. So you know. So we'll find out if Bloomberg is correct. 
well, there's some room for error. You know, it's only 87% of the time. It's not 100% of the time. Mm, um, but it's a, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good uh, likelihood that, that that does happen. Um, and, and, but what's really interesting is since the 80s, though, since the 80s, it's happened 100% of the time. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And, and what's funny is you could even, you know, um, you know, kind of look even further back and there's some other research, you know, we won't get into it too much today, but um, that, that really makes this thing uh, even, even more interesting. Um, but, you know, if you want to know about uh, going further back, you know, let's say Thomas Jefferson or whatever. Uh, Are you giving us a history lesson? No, not today. Okay. We don't have time for that today. Okay. Yeah. You know, but they can contact us and, and I'll give them, <laughs> they I'll, can I'll, contact you for history lessons. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and you're thinking, okay, well, this is not normal. You know, yeah, all this, you know, this is all great, you know, and, and but, you know, this year we have COVID, mm-hmm. all right? And, and this year, you know, is the craziest election ever. And we're going to have a ton of mail-in va- ballots and different states have different rules for mail-in ballots and, and all this, all this other stuff. All right. Um, but, you know, to, the thing, to, the key to keep in mind is there's always something going on. Exactly. Every election, there's always something going on. Um, I mean, again, go back to what we were joking about earlier in the 2000 election. And I mean, they didn't determine a winner until December. Hmm. Okay. But we lived. Right. <laughs> well, we always tend to forget about <clears throat> what used to happen or the past things by the next big thing. So the next big thing comes out and we forget about what happened and it keeps going on and on and on. There's always the next big, big thing. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I do find it funny to an extent that, you know, um, there are different people out there are, are stating that this is the, the most important election ever. Hmm. Well, of course, it's the most important election ever. It's the one that's going on right now. Right. <laughs> there, there's not there a, are all there, the most important. The, there, there's not a the more time. important election because they yeah. either haven't happened yet or they've already happened. So there's. Yeah. It doesn't make. Anyways, that's just that's my little soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> on the most important election ever. Every import every election is important. Yeah, true. But this one is the most important because it's the one that we can control right now. I do feel like or at least it appears by all the lines and stuff that more people seem to be getting out to vote, which I was, that was encouraging. It doesn't matter who you vote for, just vote. Yeah. And, and you know, this may be a a situation where people who, and this was true in 2016 was that people who had never voted before voted and um, you know, we'll have to wait and see, but it may also um, play out that the same happens this year. And of course, we've had some different circumstances this year that have caused people to um, go and vote early, like, um, you know, the, the, the uh, restrictions on, on how many people can be at a, at a, you know, be in the room voting at one time because of social distancing and all that stuff. So people are probably voting early so to make sure that they're not, they're not missing out on the opportunity to vote. Um, uh, so there's, you know, some things like that. Um, and we'll have to end up seeing what the totals are when, when all the votes are counted and see if more people actually voted this year than they have previously. I am curious. There was people in Georgia who are in line for over four hours for early voting. So that's awesome. Good job. Yeah. Gold star. I think, Hey, I'm just, I have to, you know, 
give our, our fellow Texans some, you know, some props, some kudos, whatever you want to call it. Because we didn't wait long at all. No, we didn't wait. Well, well, one, we didn't wait long at all. I mean, we we were in and out in like, what, 20 minutes? Total. That's like voting and everything. Yeah, in line. Yeah. Outside waiting. Got in, voted, and got out. Right. In about 20 minutes. So yeah. that was good. Um, but Texas is leading the way in early voting mm-hmm. with the greatest percentage of people who have voted total. So Yeah, aren't we already past the numbers of the total amount of people that voted in Texas last year. I'm pretty sure. I that's believe what that, that was what uh, came out. Yeah. I don't know. I can't hold me yeah, to it. We're I'm... somewhere around over, what was like 40 million? Yeah, or something? it's, it's I, I don't awesome. Know. Yeah. I'm just glad people are voting. So Yeah. Get out and vote. It's... You know, I always say you can't complain if you don't vote. That annoys me. <laughs> There's nothing worse than people that want to complain about everything. And I'm like, well, who did you vote? I didn't vote. I'm not voting for anybody. I'm like, well... You can't complain. You can't expect change if you don't yes. do your part. Exactly. We all okay. have to do our part. All right. But. So what does this mean? You know, so what does all these numbers mean? What, you know, mm-hmm. how can you, um, you know, use this to your advantage? Um, you know, honestly, you know, we don't think that it matters who wins. Okay. It, it really doesn't. Because the numbers show that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you, again, if you missed 16, go back and, and listen to 16. Oh, yeah. We gave some stat, some stats there on... Um, Repu- Lots of studies. Yeah, studies on Republican presidents, Democratic presidents, you know, all that fun stuff. <laughs> and um, so we don't really think it makes a difference in general, um, you know, who wins. And really, if you look at the way the markets have reacted this year and the volatility has um, that has occurred this year, it's really all around what's going on with the coronavirus, um, what you know, what news is coming out of um, the vaccine trials and all that stuff. And and when we have good news, the from the vaccine makers, um, the markets go up. When we have bad news from vaccine makers, the market tends to go down. Um, so really, it you know, there's there's more concentration and more focus on the vaccine when it comes to investing than the election this year, hmm. which is, um, you know, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's something that, you know, to keep in mind um, when we're staring at the screen, watching different states report in mm-hmm. and all that, all that fun stuff on, on election the day. The fun stuff. The fun stuff, yeah. But just remember, there's always those things. Every election year, there's something. And so this is not really any different in that aspect. So don't freak out. Yeah. Be freaking happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you know, kind of going in, you know, after the election and going into to 2021, you know, some of the, the trends that we're seeing um, and, and one of the interesting trends that, that we're seeing, and, and I've been noticing this for a number of years now, and it kind of seems, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'll pat you on the back. You'll pat me we'll on the back. Okay. There you go. Oh, thank you. That was, that was nice. <laughs> I feel much better. Good. <laughs> you know, I've been noticing this for a number of years now and, um, I've been talking about this for a while, but more and more investors are moving towards value values based investing, not to be confused with value in be- investing, which is, investing in value stocks all right so values with an s based investing is 
in, in, in lining, aligning your investment portfolio with your values and beliefs and what you find important to you. And so that's going to be a major theme going into 2021. Um, and so, uh, like I said, I've been, I've been talking about this for a, you know, a number of years now, and it finally seems like the, the, the big names out there in, in investing are, are, are finally catching on. And, yes, and, and but they're late to the party. They are we've late been to doing the party. This. We've been doing this for, for years now. So, um, And something to keep in mind, people worry that they have to sacrifice their portfolio if they align their investments with their beliefs, and um, it has come to show that that is not the case. Yeah, Dalbar did a study um, that showed that um, uh, uh, values-based investments uh, tend to outperform over time. Um, which is a, an interesting, you know, an interesting study, and most people, you know, just don't uh, don't realize that. that yeah, you know. I don't know. It's an option, so right. Um, you know, twenty twenty one, you'll want to, um, you know, look at companies. Well, you know, I, I think we may skip this. What do you think? Do you think we should go into this or no? <laughs> <laughs> It's basically just saying the same things we always say, you know, long-term investment portfolios. Um, I just wasn't sure if I should just keep repeating myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear these next few tips, just go back and listen to the first 16. <laughs> Invest long-term, have a plan. Yes. Go back to your plan when you're uncertain. Yes. Those types of things. No knee-jerk. No knee-jerk reactions. Yes. Turn and off the news. Turn off the news. Talk and to a professional. Talk to a, yes. Facebook is not a professional. No, we don't have, and it doesn't have to be us. No, we're not the only good professionals out there. You notice I said good professionals. <laughs> You're patting yourself on the back again. Oh, oh, I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but regardless of how the election turns out today, just we hope that you take all this into consideration and don't freak out. And um, we just appreciate you listening. Thank you for coming to us and getting some information if you want to reach out to us if you have questions we haven't answered or you want to see some of these crazy charts that we're always referring to just send us an email we're happy to send it um info at provident oak you can look us up on facebook provident oak financial or the noise reduction podcast and we just thank you for turning in and we hope you all have a blessed day overall don't be worry don't worry be freaking happy be freaking happy (laughs) not just happy freaking happy that's My right. friends are going to flip out, you know, because I said freaking. Yeah, I know. I they, usually would say flipping. It's serious if I say freaking. If you say freaking, you're, you're yeah. wow. It's serious. I said freaking happy. Holy shnikes. Right? <laughs> it's serious now. <laughs> Investing is serious. Yes. So, All right. so it was election day. Are you done? Yep. Okay. Me too. Okay. Y'all have a blessed day and thanks for joining us. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Noise Reduction Podcast, securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guest speakers and guest companies are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL 
Oakdale Financial and Provident Oak Financial, LLC. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All entities are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.